everyone, and welcome to an opposite episode of Zingness, a solar opposite episode of Zingness, but we will get to that topic in just a moment. Uh, you got me, Zinger, and I'm joined by a very special guest, Brandon. How's it going, man? Hey, man, I am. Uh, it's going really well right now. I, I took a power nap for like 10 minutes, got some coffee in me afterwards. It's the best time to, to drink coffee in late afternoon, mm-hmm. so I'm ready to go. Awesome. Well, well, it is great to have you on. Uh, this is you've been on a few times now, and every time I think it's been a different topic. So, uh, first it was Rick and Morty, and then it was Animal Crossing, and now it is Solar Opposites. So, kind of Rick and Morty adjacent. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I think I think that's what I'm known for is is at least adjacent Rick and Morty stuff. Perfect, <laughs> perfect. Well, we'll get into the Solar Opposite stuff in a second. But I do have some news I'd like to discuss real quick. So, a lot of people have been making... my I don't know about your Twitter feed, but my Twitter feed, my Facebook feed, I can't look away without seeing something about the creative... Um, the creators behind Avatar, The Last Airbender, have stepped away from the Netflix series. Oh. Apparently. I, that's, that's interesting. Well, uh... What reason have they come out with a reason, or are they just? I have not seen a reason yet, but I think there's 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 one flowing around. But I don't want to to fake news it and just say something that couldn't be true. But here's my thing, and and Ellie made this point. And she'll probably make it when we come back on when she's on in a week or two um, to discuss whatever weird nerdy topics we got then. Um, if these same creative directors were on the M Night Shyamalan set and allowed all that to happen. I mean, can they be trusted? I don't, I don't, you know, may, maybe they were on set and then they're like, you know what this scene needs? It needs a talk about how we're surrounded by Earth and Earthbenders, come on, look, look around you. There's Earth all around you. And they're like, you know what? This is good. This is good. This is a good, uh, obviously these people have never seen the ground before even other Earthbenders. So, so, so I, I love that you bring it up because that is a, Great. Okay. The I really think we one day on Zingness need to do a discussion about Avatar and discussion about the movie because the scene you're talking about in the movie, a ton of earthbenders who can bend any earth that's around them to their whim are being mm-hmm. held captive by the Fire Nation and they're just sitting around. Whereas in the show they were out in the middle of the water on like a metal like, um, I want to say oil rig, but I know it wasn't an oil rig, but it's about the same thing to where they, they were they were basically surrounded by water and they had no earth to bend, but then they figured out they could bend coal. But then <laughs> in the movie, they're surrounded by earth and it's like, why, why aren't they earth? Be- the movie yep. is awful. <laughs> I So I, I'll, I'll throw this out there. I've, I have not watched The Last Airbender at all, at all. And I went to see Avatar with my younger brother mm-hmm. who had watched the series and and after the movie was over i was like that wasn't very good and then i complained about that earthbending scene i'm like if they're earthbenders why the hell would they be kept on on earth and he's like well funny you say that (laughs) they're they're they were smart enough to keep them in the middle of the ocean like oh well there you go thanks m night (laughs) <laughs> I, you know what that that movie has a lot of problems. And I'd love to discuss it. It's just like I said, her her response to me pointing that out was that um, 
I, and, and here here's the other thing. It's so early in production, and who knows what's going on. It could just be something where the person's like, I don't want to be involved in this, or I'm, I don't got time for this, or you know what, do whatever you want. I, it could be any number of things, too. And I'm, yeah. I, I know it's probably going to come out in between the time this is being recorded and the time that it's released of what re, what is the real reason, and we're going to look like we got egg on our face. But my, my thing is this. I love Avatar. I, I I enjoyed the Korra series. I'm looking forward to the to the um, Netflix series. I know we keep talking about Netflix, even though we're going to be discussing a Hulu show in a minute. But um, I I don't I I here here's my thing. I I I just enjoy getting new content, and I just feel like I mean can't can't we just get new content and enjoy it? I mean, do we have to sit there and Look, look at everything. I mean, but that's the thing. I feel like a lot of things are getting like certain people are stepping away and we've got no other entertainment news right now. So it's kind of like, I feel like we're like laser focused on anything going on too. Yeah. Any, any little bit of, of news shows up and we're like, ah, this is, we gotta, we gotta report on, we gotta report on it. Yeah. You know what? I, they, if it's, it might be very likely that uh, they stepped away from, from uh, the, the series you know, in solidarity with with Doctor Disrespect from getting kicked off of Twitch for yet unknown or yet known reasons. Oh, I'm I'm not familiar with this situation at all. Oh, ha- have you have you ever heard of Doctor Disrespect? No, but I feel like I should somehow. <laughs> he he, a, a a fairly famous Twitch streamer known for his kind of bombastic like mat- machismo. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he he was partnered with Twitch, and then about last month, maybe a month and a half ago. He was he was banned from Twitch, and we nobody knows, and let the conspiracy theories flow. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, yes. Um, okay, so I want to report on two things real quick, and I I know this this is probably gonna go nowhere. One, there is a and I I need to say this just so I can be like, haha, told you so. Um, one, there's a rumor going around that there is going to be a re-release of the Mass Effect trilogy. On oh. the current gen systems, and if if anyone listens to this podcast and anyone knows me and Ali, you you should know that that is like our series. That is that is our thing. I just want to say that we are both very excited. If this is big, if true, if if I may steal steal a line, um, I am super excited. If this is really going to come out, um, it would be of course the first Mass Effect through the third Mass Effect with all the DLC as like a trilogy release. And I don't know if you've been in the Mass Effect series, but I, I I said on a few episodes ago that if they re-release that series, if they ever put it out in any way, shape, or form, I'll just buy it again. Yeah. Like, just to own another copy of it, because I love that series and would love just to start from the beginning and go through it again. Even though I already own that and can do that on a PlayStation 3, I'll do it on whatever system they put it on next, because I cannot stop replaying that game. I, I love it, and so does Ellie. So I just wanted to point that out real quick, that that is a rumor going around. That Matt, that that's a great rumor. Mass Mass Effect, I think, is is the last series. Well, the 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 first trilogy. That's the first series I think that I played through multiple times. Where I'm like, okay, gotta be the good guy. Gotta be the good guy. Gotta be the good guy. <laughs> now Go, I gotta going now I gotta... going Paragon and then going Renegade. Yeah, exact exactly right. Uh, and it, and I all the uh, you know a, a lot of folks. I, I think they were not necessarily super thrilled with how the third one ended. Eh. Uh, I, I, eh. I still, I still liked it. And I, 
I read about the DLC later that kind of changed things up other than colors. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but I never, but I never, but I never played the, the, the newest one that, that came out. And part of that was, you know, I, I understand it's a different timeline. It's a different part of the, the galaxy or whatever. And Shepard is just, he's part of history, but mm-hmm. you know, I, I still want that to be a part of the, the series. Uh, um, well, on that, if, if, if Ellie discussed it, she'll be like, I played it, I enjoyed it. You know, people need to get their heads out of their butts with this stuff. And I played Andromeda. I was kind of like, I, I miss I, I miss the old games. Just, just give me the old games again. I Like like I said, I, I love the story for those, and I'll replay them again. I, I kind of am like the... And as for the ending stuff, I'm like, it's whatever. If you want to change it, it's fine. I thought it was fine before. You you make your decisions and whatever. It's 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 one of those things I've never seen such a huge like fight against that that it, I don't know. It, it just blew my mind that that yeah. happened. But what I, I I think that I think the biggest thing was like Telltale games, right? Like yeah, it's it, it's the illusion of choice, but inevitably you're going to get to three basic endings, right? Because yeah. Because because you can't you have to you have to close those threads and you have to bring them to logical conclusions and uh, and so that illusion of choice which which the game designers had really highlighted as as their you know the benefit of playing this game I think that's what people kind of scoffed at in the end like well what did it matter if I killed off those aliens I still ended up being the the, the good guy in the end, or the synthetic, the synthetic ending at the end, you know? Well, I mean, the, the other thing is this. I mean, your character kind of dies, so it's kind of like who knows what happens after you die, maybe? I don't know. I, I'm, try, I'm trying to get too existential crisis on this whole thing with, with that statement, but it's like, I, I don't know. I don't know. But Yeah, I'm with, I'm with, I'm with you. I enjoy, the, I enjoy the games. You know, I like I liked the endings uh, just fine. They, <laughs> they, they were fine. They were fine. Anyway, (laughs) yes, this is fine. Speaking of this is fine, um, I want to move on. And, of course, um, when when Ellie and Eric are back, we'll we'll do a whole discussion on this and probably have both of them go. Because I know there's some Nintendo news, but I'm going to save that for Eric. I know he loves talking Nintendo, so I'm going to save that for him. Anyways, on the note of um, a very space-related discussion for some of this stuff real quick. Which is which is fun because that plays right into us discussing Solar Opposites, the the Hulu original series done by one of the well co-created by one of the co-creators of Rick and Morty, and um, I'm assuming done by the same animation studio. Uh, Justin Roiland was the yeah. co-creator of this. That's right. Yeah, Justin Roiland and Mike McMahon are the are the creators of of, of the show, and uh, yeah, I think I think they. I think they developed their own because because Rick and Morty obviously is, is on Adult Swim, uh, and that was going through Starburns for for a while, and now it's like Green Portal Entertainment. But I think this was like developed specifically, you know, by some Hulu animation company, and I don't know. Uh, I'd, I'd have to do some more research I, on I, that. I feel like I should have it. I mean, I've got stuff right in front of me, but I'm not seeing exactly. Where it says that, but yeah. I did just find out a fun thing. You can apparently buy the first season on Amazon now, huh? Which is weird. Yeah. I, I like, like I said, just just complete side note on that of like I didn't even realize you could do that, but it popped up as like, a, do you want to buy this on on Hulu? And I'm like, that's weird. Um, so this series premiered back in May of 2020, which 
Um, I'm not trying to get too real with this. Does feel like years ago at this point. Jeez, is, is it has it really been that that uh, not long ago? That, that yeah, short. <laughs> yeah, and and okay. So so first things first. I want I want to get this argument out of the way because this is a continuing discussion of this, and I I want to get your opinion on this. So this series released. It was um, eight episodes. Yeah, eight, eight episodes. Um, and they all released at once. Just just out of the gate, just first day, you could watch all of them. Uh, and we've had an ongoing discussion on Zingness on whether that is a good or bad thing. What is your opinion on that? Do you think that a series dump like this is a good thing, or do you think it's a bad thing? Uh, for, I, for, I, for any series in general, and I guess then focus in on whether it was good or bad for Solo Opposites, and I guess... What is your opening statement and opinion on Solar Opposites? As <laughs> okay. as a as are Zingness's um, Rick and Morty expert. There, I I've, I've given you that title. Congrats. Ah, uh, thank yay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. Um, how do I? Uh, I'll, I'll answer the first question first. How do I feel about uh, binging versus uh, r- dripping content? Yes, I, I'm a. I'm a, a student of of the school of Lost back in 2004, where you had an episode, you released the episode, and it 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 spurred conversation and it spurred something to talk to your friends about uh, the next day at work and throughout the next week, waiting for that that next the next episode, and uh, it it let you it let you kind of digest it a little bit deeper and. And be like, okay, you know what? Let me rewatch it again, maybe. Oh, I didn't like that part. Or the first time I watched it, I watched it just for entertainment. But now that I'm watching it again, I realize that Jack's tattoo is—it's dumb. Stranger in a Strange Land is a is a dumb episode. Um, and and so I, when I when shows now binge, I am less inclined to want to 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 uh, experience it. I, I guess like. Mm-hmm. I want I want to, I want to take my time time with things because there's other there's other shows in my life that I want to spend time with too. Uh, so, interestingly enough, like I watch The Simpsons on Disney Plus every night for dinner, and then weekly we we catch Holy Moly, which is hosted by Rob Riggle, the the the, the mini golf ep, uh, show. And now Muppets Now is on Disney Plus, and they're doing they're releasing an episode every week, and. And I like that because now I'm like, okay, I know that I have this content this at this day, I have this content this day at, every night, and I have this over here. It lets me schedule things a little bit more. But when, you know, the Punisher gets dropped, I know I'm dating myself a little bit there. Punisher drops, and it's here's eight episodes, and then Ozark drops. There's another eight episodes. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to sit down for um, an entire day watching one thing. Because I've got other stuff to do. So, anyway, that there's the long answer for for that. Uh, I, I do think that serialization kind of lends itself to, to binge watching more mm-hmm. because people want that. when when there's like a more variety or um, episodic, um, like Twilight Zone, right? Like those those episodes don't go together. There's no there's no serialized. Line, yeah, yeah. Um, then I, I like I like I like bits i like little bits okay <laughs> that's that's my transition to rick and morty uh and and solar opposites when when solar opposites was announced 
my my first thought was, oh, it's Rick and Morty animation, um, and I, I I I wasn't super thrilled by it, um, and I guess even like there's initial uh, teaser maybe like back in 2018 2019, and I was like, oh, okay, it could be could be good, and then the actual trailer came out sometime earlier this year and that kind of turned me around to it i'm like okay it's gonna be different it's it's, it's not gonna be rick and morty even though roiland's voice is you know prominently uh, yeah uh it's recognizable you know he's not you know he's not um uh, hiding it too well <laughs> yeah yeah he's i I, w- I don't think anybody would accuse justin roiland of, of being a fantastic voice artist necessarily <laughs> Um, he's fantastic with hit doing the, the like handful of voices he is known for. And that's yeah. it. I, I don't know. I, f- I feel like there, there's a few things that you'd be very surprised that he might've done a voice for. Yeah. Like, like, uh, like, like, uh, lemon drop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, you, 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 you can tell if it's there, but, but if you didn't know beforehand, you wouldn't just be able to be like, Oh, that was Justin Roiland. I'm going to look up what other stuff he's done because I feel like I'm thinking of stuff and nothing's coming to mind. Continue, uh, I, sir. Sorry. I would I would say he's he's more dynamic than and I and I and I like him. Uh, Richard Horvitz, who does uh, Invader Zim. And oh he did, yes, it's the same voice. Yeah, yeah, all, all, all the time. Because uh, he does. Uh, um, he did that Skylanders character too, and it's just Zim, just yeah. slightly, vaguely different accent. Yeah, I yep, mean. Vaguely, and Rasputin in the upcoming uh, sequel to Psychonauts, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. But uh, okay, that's that's an, that's enough side talk. Solar Opposites. So I wa- I watched the show and in and, and I saw a review that kind of like spelled it out for me and, and cleared it up how I felt about it, which was the first couple episodes. It has that that taint of Rick and Morty to it, and I. I say taint like it's a negative thing but just it has it has that kind of feel and then once you let that feel go and then the ser- the more serial pieces of solar opposites kick in then it becomes its own thing and that's when i started enjoying it more um yeah so so okay okay i'm, I'm sure we'll we'll, we'll at, at the end be like are we excited for new stuff and everything but but um so for me I was kind of really excited about this show for no apparent reason. I don't know why. I just was like really excited for this show. Binged it in like a day because, you know, binge culture and everything. And then it flowed to the back of my mind for a while. But then when I went back to go watch it again as a lead up to us doing a discussion on it, I was like, why have I not watched this again or more? Because I'm like, there's some good moments in here that I just completely just forgot about. So... I mean, I I enjoyed it. Is it the greatest thing ever? No. Is it better than Rick and Morty? No. Does it have its moments? Yes. It it definitely has its moments, and I want to see where they go with it. Um, for for me, uh, let me. Th- I, I'm tr- I'm trying to decide because I got a few things I wanted to talk about, but I'm like I don't want to technically word vomit everything out now, so I'm trying to save yeah. some stuff. Um, <laughs> so basically. I'm I'm just gonna do this real quick in case for some reason you're listening to this and you've never watched Solar Opposites. Uh, the main cast is of course uh, it's it's four aliens, but 
it's mainly two of them and the other two are rep it, it's one of those things where the show explains stuff but it doesn't like waste time on sitting on information like that because you got you got you got the main two the, the adult aliens you got corvo and terry and then you got Yumulak and Jesse, who are replicants of the two adults. But for some reason, Je- Jesse's a girl and Terry's a male. And, and but they also also make comments like that they're tree-based life forms or something. I don't. It's the, the the show does not do a good job of explaining stuff, and that's I think where the humor is is they don't sit there on any of the like sci-fi stuff. Yeah, yeah, they just like. like- like Terry Corvo is is that is that a relationship that they're they're in or are they 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 friends because, because it shows them sleeping together in bed but yeah. and, but then in in other see I don't know it's just it's it's so weird because I feel like and and I don't know it, it makes me enjoy the show more because it doesn't waste time on all these petty things of like are they in a relationship are they not what are they gendered differently or what because, I don't know, it's just, I, I, I really enjoy that out of the show, and I think that's where some of the humor comes from, is it doesn't waste time on this, and then when it does, it just really just makes it a non-point, almost. <laughs> because there, there there's the whole part where where Yumilak and Jesse are talking to each other, and he says, I told you you should have been a boy, and, and I told you that the exact moment, you know, right after I became a boy, because that made me smarter and know that you shouldn't be a girl. It was it was it was dumb jokes like that, and also this this show is written on ADD logic. I feel because there are a ton of jokes that just go right by, and you have to really be paying attention because they're they they're not called back to or referenced again too. And I kind of like that humor. Um, I'm gonna step back for a second though and say this: I I, I love The Simpsons. I love The Simpsons a lot. But if you were to give me an option, I think Futurama is the better series as a whole. Another thing, I liked, uh, yeah, Family Guy. I think American Dad is the better show, though. It's too early to tell with this. Because I, I, I love Rick and Morty. I love Rick and Morty, but I'm like, if the same rule applies, this is going to be the better show overall, in my opinion. But I'll still love like Rick and Morty, but I think that this will, I, I don't know. See, that, that's the thing. I was thinking about that logic earlier because and I, I don't know if you get the same thing with that or if you have the same opinion uh, when, it, when it comes to the shows I mentioned. I, I'm just saying that as like, there's like the first adult animated show that someone does. And then the second one I seem to like more for some reason. Right, right, right. It's, uh, it, it's. Um, it's like home movies and then Metalocalypse. Yes, I love Metalocalypse. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Brandon Small goes on and and, and does something <laughs> in, in, insane. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I uh, that that's an that's an interesting kind of uh, it's an interesting perspective. Like for for me, and for long for the longest time on on The Simpsons, and we I'm, I'd Simpsons. love to put put people on the spot too. So yeah. thank you. For, th- thanks for playing along. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, like on, on the perspective of, of the, the the Simpsons, for a long time I was I was an ardent defender of of the Simpsons past season season eight, and you know going into 2012 2013, like ah, oh, it, it's it's not what it once was, and 
at some point in time, it, it did. It, it started slowing down for me. And when I when I started watching it on Disney Plus again with with my with my eight year old, um, and starting from season one, going on from there, just seeing how good The Simpsons used to be. Oh man, how good those those first eight to nine seasons were. Um, if if you were to stop The Simpsons at at that, I think it's it's a better series than than Futurama. Now. Futurama because it was limited and it didn't it didn't keep going in you know this is this is the kind of uh, double edged sword blessing of, of it mm-hmm. uh, stopping it 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 stopped it stopped at the right time before it could do the Dexter where a fry was just a lumberjack. Uh, <laughs> it, well, they know. they almost got there. He was a fisherman kind of thing for a while, so he looked like a lumberjack. <laughs> yeah. Poor, poor future. Yeah, it may, yeah. Actually, they probably could have made the, the lumberjack stuff look better for him uh, if, it, <laughs> if they had tried. But uh, so, so compared to to Solar Opposites and, and Rick and Morty, you know, they're they're kind of they're. I, I'm not saying they're they're apples and oranges. They're they have the same. They have a similar animation style, obviously. Yeah. They have the same voice actor. Um, in, in some of the same feel because Mike McMahon was, uh, did a lot of directing. He was an, uh, uh, he was a producer for, for Rick and Morty for, for season three. He'd been on the show a long time. And so he, he take, took a lot of that with Royland to create this. And, but they're, but they're still different. And, and I don't know. It's like, it's, it's skin deep. Well, I mean, and, and that's the thing. The, the two series that I, like, when I was using comparisons, it's just weird how it's like Seth MacFarlane's first thing versus the second thing he did. Um, Matt Groening's first thing versus, I don't, it's just one of those things. It's just weird how I, like, yeah. li- I, I, I like what they started with, but I kind of like the other thing. I don't know. It's just American Dad is one of those shows I feel like everyone dogs, like, oh, Family Guy's awful. And I'm like, yeah, but have you watched American Dad? I'm like, it's great, and it's always been great, and well, everyone's always like, "Oh, Family Guy," and it's like, I, I don't know. I, okay, well, let me let me let me let me throw this out there: uh, Simpsons, Futurama, uh, Disenchanted, Disenchantment, or so, fam, Family Guy, American Dad, Cleveland Show. Um, well, Cleveland Show is canceled, so I, you know what, I, I, I honestly liked Cleveland Show. I did watch it a lot. And everything, and I was kind of sad when it, but it was one of those things. It was like because it, it was something new, and mm-hmm. but I'm like it was it was enough Family Guy in there though, where I feel like American Dad is become its own thing. How Simpsons and Future, there yes, they you can tell they're from the same like thing, but they're separate enough. Uh, Disenchantment is complicated because if I remember correctly, I think we've only done discussion on this podcast of season one. Season two does exist. But we haven't done discussion on it yet. There may be reasons for that. Like we got out of the bubble of when you can like that that time frame. So maybe we're waiting for season three to come up, or uh, maybe yeah. it's because me and Eric were both kind of like, eh. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, it's it's one of those things where I'm like, I don't want to say that because I enjoyed it, but at the same time, it was just kind of, eh. Like, see, first, first season of Disenchantment, amazing, loved it. Second season. It, it, it's it's like okay, I need to see where they go next because it. I feel like this is just the setup for the next thing because it's it's very story driven. Whereas like Solar Opposites is very 
punchline joke, you know, there, there is, I guess, an overarching story, but I don't think it matters. Really. Yeah. yeah. You know, the, I, I don't know. I don't know if this is, this is jumping ahead enough, but, or uh, sorry, not enough, but jumping ahead too far. The, the, the side story with the wall, right? Okay. That's, that's a, that's a topic in, in unto itself in this episode. It, it, it is a topic we I want to discuss later. So let's put a pin in that. All right. So I, I, I kind of because because this show and I, I don't know. I guess we could kind of I, I if you don't mind me segueing into that real quick. No, with no, this. I, I don't um, mind at all. So this show has like of course as I said the main cast of people who I I I I don't mind the the. The, the kid's story because every, every episode seems to have an A, a B, and then like a completely background C story going. Yeah. Like in a, most of them. And, e. and like, um, I know in one of them it's like the, the pupa keeps getting candy. And then you find out he like goes off and has his adventure where he goes and like, knife somebody to get their DNA knife's a kicker to get their DNA so that he can replicate their leg to go kick over the the candy <laughs> machine like it, it has not but it's it's strangely like vaguely connected in like it just it, there it's they're kind of crossing over with what places there are um the other one I really noticed was there was the story where yummy lack goes off and he's obsessed with um Australian stuff and Jesse's doing something with gender equality, and then um, Corvo and Terry are obsessed with the man. The, man, gonna, the, the man cave. Yes, thank you. I'm, I'm like it's it's mispronounced because of the sign and everything, and that's got a t- a ton of great jokes and everything. But there's like that whole yummy lack thing that that you it's just kind of vaguely going on in the background of how he's like, I need a didgeridoo. He says good day, and then at the end you find out that he like had to go get a like hundred koalas or something back or like it, it's like i want to see that story <laughs> but i only get little clips of it but that's like the story that was going on was actually really interesting too the entire time and 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 the the wall plays into that is there's this wall that they have in one of the bedrooms where it, in in the kids bedroom where where yummy lack just doesn't like people so he'll shrink them down and put them in this wall or terrarium thing and the wall is like its own society to it so i i, I don't I, I don't want to step step on your toes of talking about it so i was just trying to set that up real quick no no you know you're not you're not stepping on my toes at all but yeah, i but i want to point out with the, with the with the big episode with that it is called um oh, what is it i actually had it pulled up because i i, I enjoy the title because it is yeah terry and corvo steal a bear yes Yes, it, it, it is it is this whole story of they steal a bear and you do see the episode happening in the background. <laughs> the entire yeah. time during the wall, but you never hear their voices. You never see the, like actually how certain things line up. But it's like I want to see the reverse of that, but I know I'm never going to because that's the joke. Yeah. But while you've got this very intense story going on inside the inside the wall, Two of these people that have been abducted by Yum Yumilak, but also at the same time are kind of stuck in this wall, and it's got this whole own weird story going. Yeah, it's like it, it, it's a weird mix of um, 
like Beyond Thunderdome, mm-hmm. it, it, it really any of those kind of post-apocalyptic movies, a, a boy and his dog. Yeah. Or, um, and uh, <laughs> yeah, the the whole stealing a bear, the joke being the juxtaposition against this really epic. Uh, we're we're taking over uh, the wall. We're 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 toppling this this fascist government, and it's it's cinematic. It's epic. But they're they're in they're in a cage and there's <laughs> they're just wrestling with a bear in their room in in the background of these these action sequences um, with the, the the mouse farmer yeah <laughs> I, who who used to be what was it the CEO of AT and T and it was he farted and then blamed it on some on on that ugly kid or something yeah. also okay so so I, I guess another premise of the show is I saw this description I really liked it. It's like Third Rock from the Sun if everyone just knew they were aliens. <laughs> and I'm like, I I guess that kind of works. I mean, because, I mean, it it's kind of the same premise to an extent, I guess. But it, this, this is animated and no one seems to be really super bothered that they're aliens. Aside from, I guess, the principal and that one teacher for the kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, voiced by uh, Rob Schraub, I think. Uh, for- Dan, Dan Herman regular. yeah. Um, no, and I mean it's, and, and I guess that, that's just the jokes of it's. It's all this weird science stuff going on, but yeah, the, the wall things. I, like I said, I didn't know I care about a mouse, and a man and a mouse's relationship that much. Because that, yeah, that was sad. I I I, I find I I love I love the the wall storyline, and, and I watched it. I watched it with my wife and and my and my eight year old. Which, by the way, the aforementioned uh, principal. Yeah, like, those those scenes are like okay, all right, that's a little. <laughs> and, and he and he watches Rick and Morty, uh, yeah. so I'm a bad, I'm a bad parent. Uh, but even those scenes were like okay, let's maybe maybe I don't we don't need to hear this, uh, kiddo. <laughs> but but um yeah the, those 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 wall scenes were the just if you if you take those out of the show and you didn't you didn't have Terry Corvo Yummy Lack. Uh, you didn't have them at all. It still would have been uh, a, a series that you, people would be interested in, in watching, mm-hmm. and, and I and I think it, it it elevates those pieces because there's just absurdity happening with a mech cave. Mech cave. Uh, it's in, so hard to do. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, okay. So you you watched the season four of Rick and Morty. I I, I imagine. I'm. Uh, I've watched bits and pieces. I've not watched it from beginning to end yet. I'm sorry, everyone. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, don't, 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 be, don't be sorry at all. There is, there is an, um, there is an Emmy-nominated episode, the Vat of Acid episode, uh, where there it's a very, very epic type uh, uh, thing where 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 Rick let's more it gives him more a device where he can like basically have a save point in, in his life and every time he does something wrong he can just reset from the save point mm-hmm. and uh he finds some Morty finds a, a woman that he loves and then it shows this kind of whole like uh like up type scene where it's like the, it's got the pixar in it and then uh then they get on an airplane and then there's an alive where like they crash into Andes Mountains and then they have to uh, eat eat the dead bodies, dead frozen bodies, and all that type of stuff. And it is it is in the middle of an episode, 
and it is so serious and it's not a joke and when the punchline happens again it just makes that joke so it, it, it makes the the swap so much funnier and and that's what i feel about the wall is it all this hilarious stuff is happening with the the alien well you you keep it keeps building up because every time it shows them like there's one point where it's showing them like getting the zoo uniforms or like disguises there's another one where it shows them like putting honey in in the like on like a bandolier <laughs> yeah and you know, like i i kept thinking when i was watching it the first time like it's gonna cut to this at some point and yeah. it never did uh, e- even i mean even in the episodes leading up leading up to that yeah it, it kind of starts off as almost a as a as a one-off joke just as an aside joke like oh look uh he's he's shrinking people they're yeah. on the wall <laughs> and, and for that throughout this first season to morph into an epic tale of of betrayal and uh power and greed meanwhile a bear is being wrestled in the background yeah it's, just, it's that that's the, the genius part to me about this season all right so i i have a question for you i actually have, I have a few real quick i want to throw out out at you i guess at the midpoint of this discussion um who is your favorite character out of the four main i i guess five because i guess pupa de- technically counts as a character <laughs> um you know i i, I didn't um yeah that's that's tough uh I, I, it's gonna have, probably have to be Jesse. Although I do really not not because yeah, and I was and I was about to say like not because Royland, but I do actually like uh, I do like Corvo a little bit. At first he was too Rickish, mm-hmm. but then I, I then then you realize he's not Rick in the sense that he is very he is is very abrasive, but he has he has that soft side to him, and really he's like nah, this is good. <laughs> uh, he ends up not being as, I, I, I don't know, um, nihilistic as, as Rick would be. But, I, well, I mean, what, what about you, though? Like, which which of those, those characters really speaks to, to Zanger? Terry. <laughs> Terry, I, I, I just, I mean, this, this show, and it's not just him, it's, it's a lot of the other ones have, like, these little weird segues to, like, other stuff. Like, when they're, they're um, an- analyzing how everyone in the... Um, like town feels about them or in their little area feels about them um they they point out how oh well, well the greenhouses are the ones that give out full-size candy bars on halloween it and it's jokes like that that like i just felt were really funny um terry's obsession with pop culture i found really amusing like like where he was talking about oh no wait that was actually yum, yummy like they kept on bringing up the um the suicide squad joke uh, about I, I, like the the j- j- it's 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 a cerebral thing just just like the Emmy award winning or the Oscar award winning movie Suicide Squad. <laughs> I, sorry, I I was like I thought that was Terry that kept saying because Terry kept on saying stuff. But the other reason I like Terry is I need one of Terry's shirts because he's one oh, of those yeah. rare characters that actually has a different outfit every episode. And I don't know if you were paying attention, but I do have a list of what each of the shirts say. And I don't know if you have a favorite out of them because I definitely do. What? What? Uh, so I did. I did notice that he would change his shirt every every time, mm-hmm. which is, you know, that 
that's one of the great bits of animation is those uh, th- those visual gags. You know, Simpsons does it, Futurama does it, uh, every every show does it. Uh, and so I thought that was a, a really cool, unique way of not only changing outfits, but you know, getting a getting a visual gag in there. What you you listed them out? Like, what what are they? Okay, so. I know there's one of them I can't read, and it's the one where they're getting the um the um not wave runner the um the jet ski, and yeah. I can't read what that one says because he only wears it for a short period. But uh, the first one's Dick Wolf, which is a reference to I guess uh, isn't he the NCIS guy? <laughs> oh, I, I don't I don't know I don't watch the one 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 of the writers or it's it's like created by Dick Wolf or something pops up all the time. Uh, it's a trap, but it's spelled one seven it's like spelled with numbers and letters so it's really weird uh butterbeer inspector uh all about that base and it's got a picture of the death star straight out of anime uh bacon (laughs) bacon and lettuce and tomato got dilf which I, I, I never actually read what that one said to way late, like till I actually was looking up each T-shirt, and then my favorite by far, "Welcome Back Otter," as a, <laughs> it, but the otter like has an afro and a mustache and everything like from "Welcome Back Carter," so that one is my my, my personal favorite out of all of them that that he wears in the series. Uh, just listing those out. I mean, welcome back, Otter is is just a fantastic fucking. Sh- oh, I'm sorry. No, no, it's it's, it's fine. <laughs> a fantastic effing shirt. No, like if if I saw that on, uh, you know, at Target, I don't know why I'd see it at Target. I'd be like, that's that's mine. That joke works because we're old souls and we get that mm-hmm. that reference. Uh, but my eight year old be like, oh, cool, it's an otter with an afro. I don't <laughs> It's it's just one of those things, and it's just so weird because, like I said, you weren't expecting like these visual. I was never expecting like a visual gag every episode of like whatever random shirt. Like I said, I forgot about the Got Dilf one because I thought it said Get Difficult or something like that. Because it's one of those I never really noticed. And then when I was looking up like what each of them said, I was like, Oh, that's actually funnier. Um. Oh, and, and another thing I really like about this show. Sorry to kind of go back is um corvo in every episode does like the opening like explanation of why they're on earth but the ending to it is different every time of him complaining about something yeah yeah and uh because it it always ends with him going yes that's 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 me i'm talking you know i I dropped the pupa you know why why are we like it's it's great because there's something about him talking about dinosaurs and making things big it's like I said, my my thing of the humor from this comes from just it's so hard to quote because all the stuff that's mentioned is so random and nonsensical to anything that's happening in the show most of the time, <laughs> and that's why I find it really funny. Personally, yeah, yeah. yeah if, if you if you said if you said a random line to somebody from the show, they would would lack any kind of context or uh, understanding of, of where you're actually coming from with it. Yeah. And, and I, th- I think that's like, cause, and it's weird because on the reverse, something like Rick and Morty was such a quotable show. And now yeah. they have this show. That's like, I, I don't, I mean, if someone said one of the lines to me, I might be like, Oh yeah. But it's like, just, just hear them because they don't let the, the joke sink in. They just move past it. Cause it, it like I said, it's one of those, 
I, I, I guess I guess the, the only one that did sink in for a little bit was the Mac Ave and the Diggle Bits. Diggle Dig Old <laughs> Bricks and um the other one was Tiggle Bitties. Yeah. The other one. And, and um and then them putting up the post. I, I don't know, it's just like I said, I, I, I like the humor of this show. And it's like not not saying that Rick and Morty and I hate to compare them because it's like they are apples and oranges to each other. They're similar. They're, it's like, yeah, they're both fruits, but they're vastly different things. Yeah, I, I you know, as as uh, the Rick and Morty expert, you're welcome. Quote, I'm, I'm, I'm saying, I use quotes because it's a weird thing for me to say that about myself. But like, I, I would I would say that the quotable bits of of Rick and Morty are, I mean, they're they're just they're they're absurd and they're manic. And they're meant not to make sense, and because they're meant not to make sense, or or meant to get a reaction, that's why people have have gravitated towards them. Like the whole yelling uh, pickle Rick thing, or, mm. or the wubba, the wubba lubba dub dub, um, that that type of stuff. Like it, uh, it, it it wasn't it wasn't meant to be like necessarily a memorable thing that people gravitated to. I remember talking to we we had Ryan Ridley, who who uh, was a writer for Rick and Morty for a long time we had him on the show and he was, we asked him like, what are some of the things that you were kind of surprised by? And he was like, I mean, me seeks being so popular, <laughs> the wubba lubba dub dub being, being so popular. Like it was, it was just a, a joke thing that, that Royland said and, uh, and, and somehow it stuck. And when you have a, a, a show that is more on the, um, the actual, crafted jokes mm-hmm. uh, so many jokes a minute they they're harder to, to, to quote but uh, I go back to the Simpsons on this piece you go out on Twitter and then every other day there's a you know Twitter thread that has two million likes and retweets like what's your favorite Simpsons quote that you quote every week and there are so many lines that people have as a community all kind of in the the grand pop culture zeitgeist all know and all have in their heart that even if it doesn't have any context, uh, is it, am I out of touch? No, it's the children who are wrong. Yes. That, that one, there's, uh, there's no, context, but people know it because it's, it's cultural at that point in time. Another uh, meme, meme wise, something I love using is the Skinner, like leaning back with the pathetic caption below it. I don't know if you've you've seen that one or anything. Mm, I don't know if I have. I, well, w- I would be lying. Well, I'll I'll, I'll send send it to you at some point. But it's it's just something I I just love responding to people. And it's like, oh, I I didn't mean to text that to you, or you know, oh man, I misspelled something. I'll just put that <laughs> as a response. Um, and 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 we keep talking about the Simpsons, and they're actually mentioned in an episode of this. Um, in the final episode, and this is something I love. Because uh, a, a, another show I really enjoyed that did not get its proper time in the sun, uh, the Clerks animated series, did like a joke flashback episode where they were flashing back the first episode and then do a ton of stuff that never even happened in the show. Um, <laughs> on the final, the season finale of this episode, um, I mean of this series, they do a flashback and it's to like a few things that happen, but then it goes, oh, and then all that singing, the one where we all sang and danced, and then we helped the Simpsons beat the Monstars. <laughs> and it and it shows the Simpsons, but they're done in the um in the animation style of this show. 
Yeah. And right. it's and you're sitting there and you're like, wait, what? <laughs> so it, it, like I said, I feel like the the jokes of that in this are great, and I I enjoy them and everything for this. Also, um, I I really enjoy how when they threw in the third character, I mean the third, um, person from the planet for that one episode, when I kept having like going back. I, what, what, what was that entire episode just in like the holodeck basically? Yeah, because it all the, just didn't make sense in the end. Yeah, I've got the uh, I've got the episode the retrace your stepalizer. Yes, and yeah, then it's yeah. got the stick thing with a spork tape to it. I, I think it's just <laughs> yeah. called this. It's it's called something, but it's like. And anyways, um, so I I can never pronounce this guy's last name, but it's Jason Man, Man Manzukis. Um, who, me mentioning that name probably does, um, nothing for anybody, but he is, like, the really out there and annoying character from, like, everything you can possibly think of. Um, he, I guess, did, did, did he, he, he debuted in the league, didn't he? I'm yeah, sure I'm I can the- click on this and find out, but, uh, he was the, um, oh my gosh, I'm completely, uh, Rafi in the league. And then he also shows up in Brooklyn Nine-Nine as a crazy person. He's in Big Mouths as a character who's, like, the crazy one. And then he shows up in this show for, like, one episode as the crazy person. (laughs) And it was just great because the second I heard his voice, I was like, oh, man, perfect. So, I I mean, there, there is a lot of random people that pop up in this show, too. Yeah, what other... who? Who other, who other? Uh, I, I don't know how to form. Tiffany <laughs> Haberdash is the um is the ship's AI, and she's like a big comedian in everything yeah, Chris, now. Christina Hendricks, right from uh, Mad Men, is, is in yeah. there. Yeah, she's the, the um, uh, the the um, Benny the Be- Benny Hanashev in the Wall. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Who who saves uh the uh the the main dude scott or chris tim tim Tim, yeah um it what i i do do like seeing that that alfred molina uh yeah as the duke (laughs) yeah that that guy's voice so what a a, a career so um my my question is this yeah they they have they officially will have a season two of this um oh wait one one, one more joke and and i I just want to know if you caught this there's the, uh, it's one episode and it's at the beginning and Terry runs out of like a restaurant or something, throws a guy out of a car, is like driving, hits some birds, drives through a park, hits some more birds, jumps a bridge, hits a goose, and then driving to their house, hits an ostrich, runs inside and yells at everyone, oh my god, we, I just realized we don't have noses, and then they all start screaming. <laughs> was there some joke about him hitting birds uh i i don't i don't know <laughs> okay because because it's, it's it's one of those cold opens that it has n- it's never mentioned it's just he just every everything he hits a bird of some sort and it's just for him to basically end with that anyways moving on so the um it ha- has been announced that it is officially getting a season two yes which i didn't doubt because I think with these, like, Hulu and Netflix contracts, they're kind of locked in to at least get a certain amount, as opposed to, like, I guess, TV, I guess, like, a more um, traditional 
television show, even though now I think that traditional television show is weird to say because most time it's streaming on something. So I don't, I don't know of anyone that tunes in at like, oh, it's ten o'clock. I better go watch such and such. It's always all oh, stream it the next day. But, anyways, so they're confirmed for a new season. Uh, what do you want to see out of this? And you don't have to answer yes to this, but I want to know: Do you want? Would you want to see a Rick and Morty crossover? Uh, okay. Um, first, uh, just a, a a little bit of of, of addendum to, to that. Like, yeah, it, it's coming up for the, the second season because I guess it was originally ordered for two, mm-hmm. and and they actually renewed it for a third season. Oh, so they said, you know what? This is so good. We want an extra season out of the deal, and uh, so that they and I think they they talked about that at uh, at Comic Con, the the virtual Comic Con. Yeah, the Comic Con, Comic Con, blah blah blah. Yeah, Comic Con at home. That virtual. I'd love to hear your your thoughts on virtual Comic Con uh, in, in a bit, but um, I missed so, it. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk. We'll talk about. It. We'll talk. Uh, so so three thirds three seasons i think mike mcmahon talks about the the wall and and ha- having the having that that security of knowing that there's a there's a third season that they can now explore that further and really expand it uh going on into the third season which which is which is cool to me what i'd like to see is more of that really keeping them in in, in separate worlds really mm-hmm. uh and and using the the juxtaposition between the serious and the comedy to to make them both better because um, I, I think that I think that is a really successful piece of the show that I, I'd like to see more of um, and then uh, yeah I, well I'll answer your second question after I ask you I mean what do you what do you think like what are what jumps out at you as far as what you would want to see out of a second season or, or even a third season? Okay, so I think that some of my favorite shows of all time, if, if you're talking like not animated but like traditional television shows, are like Seinfeld or um, 30, 30 Rocks, stuff like that. But, but the one I'm going to focus on is Seinfeld and It's Always Sunny. Those, yeah. they're, they're, those, both, for both series, there's no character development. The people are the same at the beginning of the series as they are at the end for the most part. And that's what I want Solar Opposites to be is for there to be kind of, I guess, a vague story, but it's not to be focused on. Like the walls, the story you focus on of the character developments there. But these like four characters just have these weird adventures that have nothing to do with anything and no one grows from it or learns from it. Because I think even in episodes where like the the one where um where where, where Yummy Like and Jesse go around and she like put those brain chips on everyone. It doesn't oh, right. change anything. Like the next episode, it doesn't change anything. And I just want it to just stay this like th- for them. It's just the joke is just whatever the adventure is this week. But the walls like the actual continuing story that that you technically tune in for. And it only gets like because t- the wall really doesn't like it gets referenced. It gets that one heavy episode and then we don't know what happens after that. So that's what I would like to see is for like, I do I really care about the pupa evolving or whatever? No, I just want to see whatever weird and random stuff they 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 do with this. And I am firmly against them doing any crossover with uh, Rick and Morty. If you want my opinion. Yeah, 
uh, I, uh, if if they did any kind of crossover, it would have to. <laughs> I'm saying The Simpsons again one more time. It would just have to be. It would have to be a really quick, like, oh, here we go. We 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 acknowledge that each other exist, just as a as a quick gag. But we don't make it a uh, Simpsons meets the critic episode. Yes. Which, it's still a fantastic episode. It, it, it is actually a fantastic episode. Um, uh, the gravity. I'm trying. Okay, I'm trying to remember because I know that Gravity Falls and Rick and Morty have like little nods to each other. Yeah, and each, I th- little drags. Yeah, yeah. And I thought there was a third show that was involved with that too. I don't uh, think it was Adventure Time. I'm trying I, to remember because I feel like there was another show because I know. Um, there, there's, I think on the Citadel of Ricks, there's a like an Adventure Time looking Rick and Morty, uh, Rick and Morty. Yeah. Okay. I, also, I like Gravity Falls. <laughs> I, I I I know that there's a Gravity Falls like back and forth between the two of them and everything. Also, shared voice actors because I know Justin Roiland is uh, one of the characters, one of the reoccurring characters on Gravity Falls, and. Yes, if you if you watch it, you you yeah. I was I was about to say if you watch it, you will one hundred percent know it, know who it is because it's it's like a weird kind of Morty esque Morty. I don't know. It's it, you'll 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 know it when you hear it. Um, yeah, I I've I've I wouldn't mind a nod to it, but I'm like them crossing over, meeting each other. I think it just I I think the jokes would dry up in like a split second. Yeah, it's 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 like um, uh, yeah. What 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 was it where, like Barnes were it was it was some like Futurama crossover, where like maybe I'm maybe this is a dream I was having, <laughs> but like, oh you know what? No, it was it, it was it was a in the comic. There's a Futurama Simpsons crossover comic that I, that I have, and um like they. The, the universes match or, or they go back in time, whatever. And then Farnsworth is hanging out with Professor Frank. And then there's this, uh, the, the joke is that these two geniuses that are arguing with each other, whatever, mm-hmm. on best way to, to solve the problem. And so that's what it would end up happening here is Rick would be, end up, end up arguing with Corvo about the best way to do things. And there's, there's the joke there. <laughs> like, how, how Okay, well, I guess it would be cool for like five minutes, maybe. Yeah. But, um, but then again, who? What am I saying? I'm not a writer. Uh, maybe, maybe I'm. I lack trust in their ability to do fantastic things. I, I just, I, because it's one of those things. I crossovers fun, but I just don't see this being like one that we need to have between the two. Because I'm like, they're 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 similar yet different, as we've established. Um. Not like not like Flintstones meets the Jetsons. Jetsons, yeah, it, it wouldn't be the same. Or because uh, they have done uh, Simpsons and Family Guy, yeah. which I've never watched it, nor do I have any interest in it. <laughs> so or Costello meet Frankenstein. You that, know the, the important yeah. crossover. The the yes the the important crossovers. <laughs> yeah. Wait a second. Did I miss an? Sorry, I just had an image where it shows that car out front with like the bird on the fr- on the hood of it, but it's a skeleton now. <laughs> uh, like, is there some joke about a bir- the birds that I like completely missed? 
continuity jokes. That's what that's it. That's what that is. It probably is, and it's just something I missed. Um. Okay. Also, just I, one, one more thing I want to point out real quick. I love the wall. You know what? This I think they 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 tricked all of us. They wanted to do this show about the wall, but then they put this other show over it because. I, I was just flipping through some images real quick, and I love all the use of, like, big and small stuff, like what they use in the wall to, like, build or use as tools and stuff like that, because it's always mundane stuff to us, but in the wall it, like, becomes, like, something completely different. Like, they, 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 they use Legos for armor <laughs> in it. Yeah. Like yeah. I said, I, I just was flipping through, and I happened to see an image, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I should mention that real quick. I, I uh... So Mike Mike McMahon has has gone on. Uh, he's a huge Star Trek fan, and he is the is the creator of the Star Trek animated series coming out soon, Lower Decks, mm-hmm. which Are you, looks very similar animation style. Ish. It, it it doesn't doesn't have the eye the the pupil thing that Rick and Morty and this does. Yeah, it it it, it almost feels more like a uh, Final Space. Was that that what that should? Uh, cartoon was called yes yes the one where like it was like a sci-fi one is was that the one that had um conan o'brien involved in it or something Did it premiere on conan why am i thinking of conan for some reason is it because the guy is right here i don't know yeah what who who was it uh yeah final space wow I'm, i I've, i never watched an episode and yet i somehow knew what it was what it was called um, but what do you, so my, I guess my question for that is, is, uh, family guy, fam, American dad, Cleveland show, Rick and Morty, solar opposites, lower decks. Do you, do you think the pattern's going to continue there? I, I, you know what? I, I immediately regret using that comparison. So I'm like, it's going to bite me. Cause I'm sure everyone's going to give give me a hard time about it. But, um, I don't know. I uh, I'm not a big Trek fan, so I'm like, I'm like it. It, it is seriously barking up the wrong tree for me. Because I mean, I've I've seen the trailers and stuff. And I'm like, oh, this looks like a witty like we we get to see what everyone else does. That's not the captain and the bridge crew. Why did it take us this long to get here? Sort of, yeah. sort of like why. Or have we seriously run run out of that run out of that? Bleh. Have we seriously run out of ideas? There we go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, yeah. I know. I know. He's a, he's a huge uh, Trek fan. Uh, I am. I'm not. I'm not a huge Trek fan. Uh, it, that that was as as a as a kid. The Next Generation was not my my cup of tea necessarily, and so it just it just never stuck to me like like Star Star Wars did. Yeah, I was about um, to say I'm I'm bigger into Star Wars, and I understand you can be into both, but yeah, I'm I'm definitely on the camp of Star Wars. It, 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 it's like it's like Need for Speed versus Gran Turismo. You know, it's it's more fun, more exciting versus more simulation. Yeah, and Star Trek is more simulation than it is, you know, just being along for the ride with uh, uh, space wizards. <laughs> oh, so by by the way, remember I kept on saying Conan O'Brien, something to do with Conan O'Brien. He does yeah, a voice yeah. in the show. Oh, okay. Okay, I, I was like, there is some link between this and Conan O'Brien, and my brain is not putting it together. 
So, there. I I have concluded that thing, so I don't sound completely crazy. Um, you had it. It was there all in your head the entire time, man. So, do you do we have any idea of when this is going to be coming out? The the second season was uh, was that revealed in the thing I did not watch of Comic Con at home. I am not aware. I just I knew that it was renewed for a third season, mm-hmm. and you know, because because it came out and it was ordered for two seasons right away. That that means that they were were already working on the the second season when the the first season got released. So I can't imagine that it would come out any later than the next May. Next May, you think? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, any any later than that, then there I would imagine that there were probably some production issues behind the scenes. But or we I mean, could just have just regular delays right now, like everything else, because of well, you know. I, I think it, I think I think it's interesting because I, I follow a lot of Rick and Morty folks, mm-hmm. uh, a- animators and, and production, you know, cyber stalking, you know, what what have you. As you do, <laughs> as, as you, you gotta you gotta you gotta stay ahead of the curve, you know, in the in the wild world of podcasting. Um, but I, I I've, I've talked to a few of them, and the the thing is, is they're all in, they're all teleworking now. And most recently at Adult Swim Fest Virtual, they had a Rick and Morty panel, and Dan Harmon uh, was was talking to Chris Parnell, and there were there were there was a few other folks on the call, and I, I apologize to them that they're listening to us right now, and they're like, why didn't you remember me, Brandon? But they were talking <laughs> they were talking about teleworking, and they were talking about how it's actually streamlined the the writing process a, a, more because. When you're in a writer's room, you're you're all talking, you're you're all shooting jokes, and and when you're joking, then you get a re- instant reaction, you get that feedback. Someone laughs at your joke, and then you're like, oh, okay, cool, yeah, oh, let's work on that. But when you're on a Zoom call, and I'm looking at you on the screen, and I say my joke, what happens? Uh, the, the dog walks into a a pole, and then it then it yelps. And then nobody laughs on the other side of the the Zoom call, then you 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 quickly get over that that self comp uh, the lack of self confidence or that that self awareness and be like okay all right no no one's laughing but that's just because of Zoom cool everyone go with that but <laughs> all right let let's move forward so it streamlines it streamlines it and makes it a little bit faster hmm. and even that that anim- the animation piece too like. I if you're in an office environment, there's so many distractions that you can have when you know people just you know, they want to, they want to socialize. Yeah. And uh, it, because you can draw at home and you can you know you get your your, your bamboo tablet or whatever at home you, you you draw you do your coloring or what have you, you can shoot that off digitally to whoever whoever else is next in the production chain, and. Uh, T- teleworking, I, I don't think, has actually slowed things down in the animation arena. Uh, and I say that, even talking about comic books, I, I talked to Alex Fear, uh, Fred Stressing, who worked on the Bird Person comic recently, and they had never met each other in real life, ever. And and when they came on our show to talk, that was the first time they had met hmm. or talked to each other on the phone, even like in 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 virtual person. But yet uh, they, they had been working together with the comic 
Yes, exactly. For for a uh, uh, like six to eight months or something like that. Hmm. So, yeah, as 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 much of a pain in the ass and uh, dangerous as as COVID can be, it, it actually has not um, affected certain types of distant uh, distance working as much as we might think. All right. Well, I I'm. Oh wait, I got something here that says a release date. Oh wait, never mind. That's that's the release date for the current season, and and they said that more than likely it will be out next May twenty twenty one. So, all right, clickbait I, is clickbait. So, all be good. Um, is it comicbook.com? Is it com? Uh. <laughs> Cinemaholic.com. Okay, yeah, I've never heard. So, of so, so close, but, but yes. Uh, if it was comicbook.com or oh, what was the other one? Me, me and Eric were trash. There, there was another one. Me and Eric were trashing the other week for like no, <laughs> no apparent reason because because it was it was something to where it was a clickbaity thing, and we were both making making jokes about like, oh, it it came from this, and we both laughed about how like, haha, they'll they'll never get anything right. So, um. <laughs> So, so on that note, when, when you are not attempting to find your welcome back otter shirt, where can people find you on the internet? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, if, if people want to find me, uh, I'm on Twitter at Barnyard Cruise, C-R-U-Z. Uh, if you want to hear my shows about Rick and Morty or The Twilight Zone or generic pop culture, uh, my Rick and Morty show is Interdimensional RSS, the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast. And that's on Twitter at Rick and Morty Pod. My Twilight Zone show, submitted for your approval, uh, has a bunch of guests on there. Uh, you're you are more than welcome to be a guest if you love Twilight Zone, and uh, I'd love to have you talk about an episode one of these days. I, uh, you know what? I'm not big into Twilight Zone, as ironic as that is. Uh, but well, I will I will watch an episode to to do a show to do one of your shows. Oh, and, and I'll honestly that is that that's great because it uh i i started the show with the intent of watching it with fans and folks who aren't who, who just know it pop culture wise but not necessarily fans of it uh because you know it it's been part of a huge part of my life but i'd like to see what others perspectives are on this on this show that uh, is is a influence on so many folks so i've got you i'm mark, marking you down awesome uh, i i look that, forward to it and that and that show is is on Twitter as well. Uh, just look up "submitted for your approval" and, and it'll pop up. And then I do a generic pop culture co- podcast called Apathetic Enthusiasm. That's on Twitter at Apathusiast. Um, but uh, th- those those are those are the methods. Uh, and I I appreciate you having me on again. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised you're not sick of me yet. Uh, uh, get, I- getting there. No, I'm just joking. It, it's it's always great great to have you on. Everything I wanted to talk about this, and I'm so late in like. The like, because I made the, the the comment about like, oh, there's a reason we haven't talked about disenchantment yet, and um, and th- this one was just one to where I was like thinking the other day, I'm like, who's somebody I haven't had on in a while? What would be a good topic? And I for some reason wanted to watch Solar Opposites again. And I was like, I know just the person I need to get in contact with, and they said no. So then I called you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, it, it was a pleasure to have you on as always, sir. Uh, of course, for the links for that for um. Brandon's show is going to be in the description and you of course know where to find Zygnus and we will see you guys next week for more nerdy topics.
Okay. been listening to a fourth hand joint.